0: Bishop and the Council Roundup. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location is open. Head West Subs. All right. It was an hour and 20-plus meeting minute last 20-plus uh, minute meeting last night uh, with the Springfield City Council. And uh, when there's a Springfield City Council meeting following morning here on WMAY, we bring you the Council Roundup. It's right here. Stay informed, stay connected on WMAY with 92.7, four seven, and 9.70 a.m. A lot to get to. We start with zoning last night and uh, an issue with a cannabis dispensary. Heading to the west side of town, here is Mayor Jim Langfelder
1: planning and zoning commission recommendation is accepted. Recommendation of the Springfield Sangamon County Regional Planning Staff as amended. will entertain a motion.
0: And Alderman Hanauer made a motion to hold it for 30 days. The developer of this particular location on the west side uh, said that uh, it's not really the best idea.
2: Um, in order for us to be prepared for that, uh, another 30 days would probably put us in jeopardy of being able to accept licensure when it's you know, do any day to be brought for us.
0: And the licensure would come from the state, so if they don't have that location, then likely they won't be able to get that license. That's the concern if it waits 30 days. Here's Alderman Hanauer.
3: Talked to you before about wanting to get a meeting with
2: some of the businesses out there um, prior to... And that could still happen. It's just that, you know, I would like for it to happen along the course uh, that we would... Um, you know, don't want to hinder any progress that we've been making. Yeah, but making.
3: if it if if vote's up today, it doesn't make a difference. That's my, my
2: point. So I'm giving you my commitment that I will have the meeting with those particular parties you have interest in me meeting with. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, Senator and Alderwoman Doris Turner, uh, she laid out her concerns about the line of questioning and uh, holding it up for 30 more days.
4: I just don't think it's fair that we've already had the petitioner in a two-month holding pattern uh, trying to get this on the docket and, and jumping through the hoops, and I'm afraid that if we hold it over for another 30 days, his opportunity to secure the license will uh, will be in jeopardy. More from Alderman Hanauer.
3: I prefer to wait, but if someone wants to make a motion, I'm I'm not going to hold it up.
4: But I make a motion to approve. Is there a second.
0: All right, so it's seconded and it's moving forward, but there's still more debate. Alderman Joe McMiniman uh, arrived late to the meeting. Here he is.
5: So sorry for being late and let the record reflect. I'm here now.
0: And he uh, continued on with some of his concerns about this. He made it just in time, by the way, to sound off on this issue and to actually have a vote.
5: Is your financing in place for this project? Yes, it is. And how much does your financing depend upon an enterprise zone extension? Uh, That's only in consideration at this point.
0: So uh, an enterprise zone, something that gives tax incentives for building materials and a variety of other things to help uh, foster uh, greater economic expansion in certain areas. And uh, it's possible that uh, an enterprise zone could be expanded to include this property where cannabis business is uh, looking to set up.
5: And... uh The benefits of Enterprise Zone include the avoidance of sales sales tax on construction supplies, et cetera, and there's a break on real estate taxes that also oftentimes Sorry I'm out of breath because I had to run to get over here because my computer wasn't working and I time. jumped in the I car and got over here. So, <laughs> sorry about that. But...
0: Uh, hopefully he parked properly. Uh, to... <laughs> Anyways, uh, McMiniman continues.
5: Where the government is actually going to help subsidize a cannabis business with the taxpayers helping to make the project financially viable. So, I know a lot of my constituents... We'll have a problem with that. And I realize that's not on the table right now tonight, but it's just going to be down the road. So
4: I'm explaining part of what will be my no vote.
0: But Alderwoman and Senator Doris Turner chiming in.
4: red Redpath or Audubon Gregory is going to say call the question. So I'm going to talk really quickly.
0: (laughs) 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 So she again lays out her concerns about the line of questioning
4: opportunities that go along with it the city of springfield has voted um that we are uh you know recreational cannabis is here in the city of springfield and we we put into place all of the different hoops that everybody has to jump through in order to participate in that business Um, we we set that agenda and this petitioner has followed that agenda this is something that's been uh, you know like I said before we you know he was in a, in a position where he had to wait two months and you know it just was by the the, the grace of God that, that that the state was in a situation where they held up moving forward with uh, with these licenses or he would have lost his opportunity and if we hold this any longer there's a distinct possibility that he will lose his opportunity so um, again this is a, a zoning issue. It's gone before the Zoning Board. The Zoning Board voted uh, approval.
0: And that's what the motion is, is to approve that. Alderman McMiniman still expressing his concern.
5: He was expecting that others that would come into the area would have the same zoning classification that, uh, that he has.
0: And so, but Alderwoman Turner said when a business buys a business, uh, unless they buy all the businesses around, then they really don't have uh, you know, a, a right to, to dictate that type of thing. They can raise their concerns and through their older people, which is happening uh, while you're hearing this debate on the uh, floor. But ultimately, uh, the vote was called and it
4: passed. You, if you buy property in a, in a specific location, Unless you buy all of the property surrounding you, you really can't dictate what other businesses come into that into that area. It's it's a crapshoot once you buy property there.
0: So again, they ultimately did pass that. I believe McMinimum was the only no vote uh, in making that happen. So it looks like a cannabis dispensary is going to be set up on the west side of town. Uh, moving on to other business, we'll uh, hear about the um, ongoing conversation of the city budget. They're actually putting that on a special agenda. For for next week, uh, so uh, we'll hear uh, just a, a, a few concerns about an email sent to some aldermen, uh, and I got a copy of that email and what exactly it entails, so we'll hear about that. Uh, we'll also hear about energy prices and CWLP, especially when it comes to the frigid co- cold weather that we're having uh, and uh, how it's impacting other areas of the country. So all that's on the way here with the WMAY Morning News Feed. 719, it's the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. They're downtown Location has reopened, so check that out. Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. So, after approving a new cannabis dispensary for the west side of town, uh, they moved on with other city business. And one of the things that uh, was uh, talked about last week a bit and was touched on this week briefly was the Kidzeum and Kidzeum getting a uh, piece of property. Uh, part of a public land that uh, is going to give them the opportunity to get certain grants that they didn't have access to before. Uh, But here with the Council Roundup, you're hearing just some of the concerns about the Kitsium with Alderman Chuck Redpath voicing concerns he's shared before. We don't sell. That's not it. Let's go back all the way over here. Gosh, that jumped all the way to the end. Uh, here is Alderman Redpath talking about uh, Kid Zeam and his opposition to the idea, but hopeful that uh, this new idea of giving them some public land so that they could possibly get different types of grants to fund the operations there. Uh, he hopes that it moves forward.
2: I've always opposed uh, the Children's Museum, frankly, because of the way the structure was set up that um, they uh, were trying to support um, employees, about 11 employees, if I remember right, through donations. It's really not a structure that I think was going to be successful. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to vote for this ordinance now in order to try to give them a new direction. And hopefully they will uh, get on their feet and make this a success. So I will be holding aye.
0: And Senator Balderwoman Doris Turner also sharing similar concerns. But
4: I I never thought that it was uh, the way that it was structured was fiscally sound. So I am hopeful that. Uh, this will, as Alderman Redpath said, give them an opportunity to move forward and be a success and be a, uh, continue to be a contributing factor to uh, downtown Springfield.
0: So that measure uh, ultimately passed, and uh, maybe it'll be a lifeline for the kids' ZM and we'll keep you posted on those efforts. Uh, Meanwhile, we've got the budget conversation still ongoing for the city's budget, and they've put the ordinance for the overall city appropriation plan on a special city council meeting in the future, uh, and they've got, I believe, until the end of this month to pass it. But Alderman Redpath talking about an email he got
2: have received this email from uh, Bob Gray in reference to the expenditures for the police and fire uh, from the Illinois Comptroller's files.
0: Now he uh, talks about uh, what exactly this uh, this this email entails and I was able to get a copy of the email and ultimately it talks about uh, information from the Illinois Comptroller files and uh, some observations Bob Gray makes is Springfield police and fire expenditures versus the rest of the general fund and Springfield fire expenditures 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 versus six other cities. Uh, And he says that in 2010, Springfield police and fire expenditures were $67.5 million, or 65.8%, the rest of the general fund. Uh, was $35.1 million, 34.2%. So in 2018, that increased to 73% to 27%. So it looks like the trend, uh, he says, it's untenable, a huge increase in police and fire and an actual reduction in critical needs for the city, resulting in a financial crisis in the immediate future, he said. Uh, So this is an ongoing issue that uh, that you're probably going to hear more about. Here's more from Alderman Redpath.
2: As you all know, that we are going into the budget session next week and voting on a budget that's going to be um, debated, I'm sure, with uh, and amendments will follow. Uh, I have severe concerns about the fire department, and I'm going to be bringing uh, amendments to address those. Now, but I, I really was disturbed by this, this letter, and I actually... Um, Once you look at the numbers, it kind of throws you off. So if I could, Mr. Mayor, I would defer to uh, Director McCarty to give us an explanation of that.
0: And Budget Director McCarty got up there and said he's reviewing the information uh, and checking to make sure it's all legit info and uh, the correct numbers and so forth. This
1: particular issue is an issue that's been near and dear to Mr. Gray's heart for a number of years. I know he spends a great deal of time researching it, so I have no reason to doubt the veracity of the information. I just want to make sure that it's all coming from the same place and that it's accurate.
0: So I imagine you'll probably hear more about this uh, when they uh, set up to pass the budget next week. Uh, But Alderwoman Desenso, later on in the meeting, we won't necessarily air this, but she said that she also got an email separate from that one from Mr. Gray, uh, and it was a suggestion to close down some of the uh, fire stations in her uh, district and also in uh, Alderman Sean Gregory's district. Uh, She said that that was kind of insulting uh, because uh, they have a substantial number of fires in those particular jurisdictions. Uh, So you're going to hear more about this, no doubt about it. Uh, so that's something that's obviously is going to be um, a hot button issue. Uh, next, a hot button issue. Let's hear from Alderman. Nate An-Hour. Bottom,
3: I think it's time to come up to the podium. Uh-oh. <laughs> Nate Bottom. <clears throat> uh, I want to talk about snow removal.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll get to that conversation next here with the Council Roundup at 730. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.
3: Nate Bottom, I think it's time to come up to the podium.
0: (laughs) Nate Bottom, come on down.
3: Uh, I want to talk about snow removal. Um, It apparently is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts today because I got inundated as well as I'm sure a lot of the other aldermen
0: and women. It's the council roundup. Last night's Springfield City Council meeting. We'll break it down for you and bring you the highlights here on WMAY, 92.7, four seven, and 9.70 a.m. I'm Greg Bishop, and the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west so uh you know the issue of snow of course uh as you heard alderman hanauer say it's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts uh because they uh, constantly get inundated with phone calls here's more from alderman hanauer
3: we got all this snow and i thought we had contractors out there did we did we allow the contractors or are we just doing it ourselves um because these neighborhoods need to get get plows in them. And, and I know our people work around the clock and they do a good job, but they can't, they can't hit every street. They just can't do it.
6: So.
0: Here's uh, Nate Bottom addressing some of the concerns.
6: So our policy is obviously to focus on clearing the mains first. Basically for the majority are within a quarter of a mile of the main or secondary um, event specific street, which are the uh, major subdivision roads and commercial commercial roads throughout the city of Springfield. So we definitely we focus on clearing those first. Um, and then you're right, we don't go into subdivisions generally until it's a, a three-inch snow because a lot of times it's, it's snow-packed and, and drivable at slower speeds.
0: So uh, kind of laying out some of the uh, focus, the initial focus being on the main thoroughfares, making sure around hospitals and whatnot. But there's always those who complain about their neighborhoods not being plowed. Uh, more from Nate Bottom.
6: We have been clearing those, in essence, um, all day, and we'll continue to clear them. And we believe we'll have all, all the subdivision streets cleared uh, early in the morning, and then we will go ahead and salt and try to clean up the mains as well as around the, uh, around the schools and the medical district. And we also are going to, in the Central Business District, focus on getting that cleaned up so that we can lift the uh, snow emergency in the downtown area as quick as possible for the businesses, and then subsequently remove the rest of the snow emergency the, the following day is, is
0: the goal. So they are announcing some of the uh, snow emergency being lifted uh, starting at 9 this morning, uh, and you can, of course, uh, check with uh, the city of Springfield on uh, all the particulars there. But uh, that is being announced for this morning. But still, last night, Alderman uh, raising concerns. They want uh, they want things to be done faster.
3: I mean, I understand we want to try to cut costs, but but a snow event isn't isn't the place to cut costs.
0: Alderman Hanauer continues.
3: Look, I know your guys are are, are going at it hard, and 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 I appreciate it, but. When when we see we got a six inch snow, we're going, uh, Mayor. We we've got to get the get the get these contractors out to to, to help. Not only
1: and,
0: I, and Mayor Langfelder uh, reacting to that. Yeah, I'm sure after uh, this, they do
1: do an assessment on what worked well and what didn't. So that's definitely one of the items we'll take a look at.
0: And uh, you've got Alderwoman Desensio saying it's not just uh, Alderman Hanauer's ward or you know Ward One that's not getting hit with snow plows. Uh, she's also got uh, similar issues.
4: So this isn't just a you know Ward Ten, Ward Nine issue. This I am right, my I live right next to South Grand, and I have not seen a plow. I have been told from three o'clock this afternoon I'd see a plow. I had neighbors get their cars off the street. Still no plow. So this is a heavily traveled area, and it has not seen a plow.
0: Alderman McMiniman urging faci- some patience in the snow plowing efforts. And um, fortunately we didn't have 18 inches like they had
5: up in northern Illinois and some of the urban areas. Chicago's had 40 inches in two weeks up there. So we just got to be patient and um, drive carefully, slow down, and um, just wait for the plows to get up out there. Man, what do you do
0: with 40 inches of snow? I mean, they've got to have mountains of snow and parking lots and whatnot up there in Chicago. Holy cow. Uh, Alderman Redpath chiming in.
2: This enormity amount of snow is, is hard for anybody to uh, you know understand. Um, I've been on the city council since 1987, and the very day I got elected alderman, the very next day we had a major snowstorm, and the lady's road or driveway was buried, and it scared me to death. I thought, oh my gosh, I just got I just got elected, and so guess what I did? I went over and shoveled her driveway, and my dad told me, he said, son, I know you take this stuff seriously, but you can't shovel everybody's driveway
0: yeah, that's good advice that's a pretty good story uh, uh, yeah you can't j- shovel everybody's driveway there's there's no way it's gonna happen uh alderman redpath continuing on
2: the mains are the most important things to start with uh, we followed up with calls to your team and they it responded immediately and came out and took care of some cul-de-sacs that got left over um so i i'm, I'm impressed that it's getting better
0: yeah. Uh, also, you know, says that uh, while it's uh, moving forward, you got to have the patience that's needed. to allow these crews to get where they need to
2: go. When you get a water line break and you have to pull people off for a burial crew, people don't understand. That's that's a tough deal. So, we're asking people to be patient, and uh, and we
0: know that you're trying, and uh, it's getting better. Alderman Donelan also chiming in on this.
1: Not everybody is happy until the roads are completely clear. I mean, that's just the reality, and you know that. But
0: yeah, I, <laughs> I think that. That's right. Uh, It's probably uh, catches some aldermen by surprise at first when they first get seated. But for those who've been around for a bit, they know that uh, every snowstorm, they're going to get a lot of calls from their constituents. Alderman Sean Gregory also saying that there needs to be more efforts to get contractors involved in this.
4: Joe, I I know you say be patient, but, uh, you know. Last year budget season, I added what one or two TDL guys, and you just said you had to pull one off. I'm just saying, we put it there. I know we went through some things, but we gotta hire these people. We gotta hire them. That's why. That's why I added it's to try to help you guys out. But if we're not gonna hire them, I'm spinning my wheels. All right.
0: Yeah, definitely spinning your wheels if your uh, neighborhood's not getting uh, the snow removed. Um, So, yeah, I think every snow event you're going to have aldermen get inundated with calls. And then they're going to take the uh, public works crews to task, as you heard there, uh, with a little bit of venting as to um, the snow removal process. Uh, Moving on, let's talk about energy. Doug Brown, CWLP, laying out there some of the recent headlines that we've seen in other areas of the country and on what's going on in central Illinois, especially with CWLP.
1: Just as a couple quick comments, Texas is uh, like 60% renewables. Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff going around, you know, like wind turbines, they've iced over, they can't run. It's not the only thing that's happening down there, though, too. It's, they're basically, a lot of their generation is outside. Uh, So, like, their combustion turbines that are run by fuel are gelling, so they can't run. Same thing, not available gas. So there's a lot of issues for them that uh, just they don't have enough generation, essentially. So with us, you know, we do have enough generation to cover uh, our loads. Um, but we are part of a bigger, you know, a, a grid, right? So with MISO controlling our area and uh, uh, relying on us, if they see a potential shortfall, they're going to notify us that, you uh, that uh, there, there's like maybe like a generation warning, essentially. And what that means is that we need to notify our top customers that we want them to start thinking about ways to conserve energy if MISO calls upon us to help with the
0: grid. So we've got this ongoing uh, relationship with a regional energy, uh, you know, consortium of sorts, uh, and that plays a lot into what happens here locally. Uh, but he said that uh, there were some problems with uh, CWLP this past weekend.
1: But that can turn flip very easily if our generators are down and we need to draw power from the grid. We need, we need to rely on them to supply power as well. So it's, it's a it's a two way street.
0: Yeah, with the uh, cooperative or the uh, the consortium that there is. But again, to the uh, issues that happened over the weekend here in Springfield, mean,
1: you know, four was tripped offline um, over the weekend, and uh, and, then, and again it tripped off uh, yesterday on a limit switch. So those events can happen. Um, so that's why we need to be. Uh, mindful of trying to help you know, like say our, our neighboring you know areas uh on on, on the grid so because
0: you never know if it's gonna happen uh where we need to draw energy from the overall grid uh but alderman hanauer chiming in here
3: you know they they not only had issues with the cold but they had issues this summer when when it was very hot
0: um talking down they, in
3: texas they couldn't keep up and uh, uh, I don't know, I know there's, what'd you say, 60% renewables. We, we just, we can't afford to be in that situation. And
0: So raising the alarm there about the idea of moving towards renewables, uh, especially in extreme weather. Uh, more from Hanauer.
3: I don't have a problem going with some renewables, but we got to have reliable power. And, uh, you know, te- Texas has had problems. California's had problems. Uh, uh, Germany's had problems, and they're you know like seventy percent. Uh, I think we gotta we gotta keep an eye on that. So,
0: Doug Brown also um, talking about I guess in a way uh, the the portfolio that uh, that Miso has that uh, uh, the the regional electrical grid has, and it's it's pretty diverse portfolio.
1: Yesterday and today coal was 52 percent basically of miso's generation followed by gas uh, which was like 25 to 26 percent solar was about 0.5 percent maybe it was 0.3 so it was very low of course the sun was not shining and then probably this morning they were all snow covered so um and i think wind was maybe like five to ten percent i don't really recall i can't remember. The, the difference there. So He
0: goes on to explain more about uh, power operations. So
1: I guess we're fortunate because we did have coal. Um, but unfortunately, the direction that everything's going, if they go too fast, it can, it's going to create problems. California's had it. Texas has had it. Um, you know, we, we don't, like you said, Alderman Hannah, we don't end up in that situation. So we got to very, be very mindful um, about where we head and the direction that we're going.
0: And that direction could be a push for 100% renewables or so-called green energy uh, over a span of several years. What does that mean for having uh, reliable options in place?
1: So we need to be thinking about environmental regulations, what those costs are, what units we keep and what we don't, um, and having basically a ba- balanced portfolio, you know, having some renewables, having some coal, having some gas. Um, that's the right method to go for
0: Alderman Redpath uh, had some worries about being part of this uh, MISO cooperative of sorts, saying that uh, he doesn't want citizens to be the victim of uh, any power grid failures and CWLP having to pump out to the grid instead of focusing on uh, ratepayers in Springfield.
2: I understand that, but if we go into a blackout situation, they're not going to be happy campers.
0: No I, I, I
1: understand that I mean but that's part, part of being the, on the, the grid and participating in, in that I guess you say as even nationally I mean it's maybe it's not just to, about just us.
2: Maybe we ought to reconsider that, that agreement.
0: Yeah, yeah um, well we could actually go to you know be in need of that agreement too and I think that's one of the uh, the major concerns. And finally from the mayor laying out the reality here.
1: We don't sell direct to our customers, our residents. It's all sold into the ISO grid, right. and then we have to purchase it back. I so that's the, that's the issue. Um, so instead of getting 100% of the dollar, we get 90 some cents or whatever it is, but the other, what we're seeing here is now we have this uh, challenge of being impacted by other areas.
0: And that's your Council Roundup last night. A lot to cover. Uh, a little over an hour and 20 minutes. And brought all you in the high here with the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open. Head West Subs.